0: Good morning. It is June the 19th and this is my 86th podcast and common sense and ramblings in America. Today I'm going to read chapter 14, my third book, which is my battle with PTSD. When I left my last job, I was feeling that I was burnt out. When I would walk from the car to the employee entrance, the closer I got to the door, the lower my energy levels became and the less focused I was. I knew if I kept up with this rate, I would end up making a mistake that might harm a patient. So it was with a great deal of regret that I attended my resignation. When I started taking my first nursing class, I remember on my very first day what our instructor said, she made a few statements of which have all stuck with me to this day. One, do no harm. Two, above all, let's be a patient advocate because in many instances they won't be able to speak for themselves. Third, Finally, be flexible. Nursing is an ever-evolving discipline, and that makes it an exciting field to work in. The exact wording may be off slightly, but the message still remains clear. I have tendered my resignation because I made a pledge to follow these unofficial tenets of nursing. Because I was concerned about doing no harm, I sacrificed a well-paying job to do so, not to mention I was also burned out. You might recall my first book, One of the last things I wrote was a story about a police officer dying in COVID. Well, that proved to be the final straw for me, and I had just seen too many people die. It was until a couple weeks after I left my job, and I was still having dreams about that police officer that I began to suspect that something was amiss. I'd never done that before. Sure, on an occasion I would have a dream about work, but never about a single patient. I also began having more and more dreams about taking care of patients and of death in general. I was just wrapping up my first book, so I thought that including a story about the police officer would in some way be cathartic. It helped somewhat to recount the story and to put it into writing. However, it did not take care of the problem because my dreams continued unabated. It was at this time that I began to think that I might be suffering from some form of PTSD. However, I did not take it, give it a great deal of credence. The only reason I investigated on the internet was to put those thoughts to rest and not to show that I was experiencing the actual symptoms. Before I go any further with my narrative, let me first discuss the subject of PTSD, a little, just in case the reader is unfamiliar with the subject. I never try to assume anything today. Everyone has different learning experiences, expertise, and knowledge, and no one except for God can know everything. Post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD is a mental health condition that's triggered by a terrifying event either experiencing it or witnessing it. Symptoms may include flashbacks, nightmares, and severe anxiety, as well as uncontrollable thoughts about the event. PTSD, top five signs of PTSD you need to know. A life-threatening event. This includes a perceived-to-be life-threatening event. Internal reminders of a traumatic event. These signs are traumatic typically present as nightmares or flashbacks. Avoidance of external reminders. Altered anxiety state, changes in mood or thinking. What are examples of PTSD? It can have long-term effects, including flashbacks, difficulty sleeping, anxiety. Examples of events that can trigger post-traumatic stress disorder PTSD include wars, crimes, fires, accidents, death of a loved one, or abuse of some form. Thoughts and memories recur even though the danger has passed. What can trigger PTSD. The most common events leading to the development of PTSD include combat exposure, childhood physical abuse, sexual violence, physical assault, being threatened with a weapon, and accident. How long does PTSD last? Some people recover within six months, while others have symptoms that must last much longer. In some people, the condition becomes chronic. A doctor has experienced helping people with mental illness, such as a psychiatrist or psychologist, can diagnose PTSD. Impact of PTSD on relationships and day-to-day life. PTSD can affect a person's ability to work, perform day-to-day activities, or relate to their family and friends. A person with PTSD can often seem uninterested or distant as they try not to think or feel in order to block out painful memories. What does mild PTSD look like? Symptoms of uncomplicated PTSD include avoidance of trauma reminders, nightmares, flashbacks to the event, irritability, mood changes, and changes in relationships. Uncomplicated PTSD can be treated through therapy, medication, or a combination of both. How do you come down from PTSD? Coping with triggers, deep breathing, expressive writing, grounding, mindfulness, relaxation, self-soothing, social support. Can PTSD be cured without treatment? As with most mental illnesses, no cure exists for PTSD, but the symptoms can be effectively managed to restore the affected individual to normal functioning. The best hope for treating PTSD is a combination of medication and therapy. There are a few tests out there on the internet that you can take. Um, I actually took two of them to see. Um, One, test question. Two, demographic information. Three, your results. Okay, That's just the generalized categories of how it's set up the testing. Sometimes things happen to people that are usually or especially frightening, horrible or traumatic, for example, a serious accident or fire, a physical or sexual assault or abuse an earthquake or flood a war, seeing when someone be killed or seriously injured, having a loved one die through homicide or suicide. Have you ever experienced this kind of event? If yes, please answer the questions below. Now this is the test 1. I had nightmares about the event or thought about the event when you did not want to. The answer for me was yes. Tried hard not to think about the events or went out of your way to avoid situations that remind you of the events. The answer again was yes. Been constantly on guard, watchful, for, easily startled. Yes. Felt numb or detached from people, activities, or surrounding. The answer was yes. Felt guilty or unable to stop blaming yourself or others for the events or any problems that events may have caused. Again, yes. After answering yes to all these questions, I still was not satisfied that I had in fact had PTSD. So I continued to look for a more sophisticated diagnostic tool. And this one is called Screening for Post Traumatic Stress Disorder, PTSD. A simple name. But yeah, this one is a little better. If you suspect that you might suffer PTSD, answer the questions below. Print out the results and share them with your healthcare professional. You can also download them. To create locate a specialist who treats PTSD, visit the ADAA and find a therapist. Okay, this is these are the questions. Are you having trouble with the following? You have experienced or witnessed a life-threatening event that caused intense fear, hopelessness, or horror. Yes. Repeated distressing memories or dreams. Yes. Acting or feeling as if the events were happening again? No. Intense physical or emotional distress when you exposed to things that remind you of the event? Yes. Avoiding thoughts, feelings, or conversations about it? No. Avoiding activities or places or people remind you of it? Yes. Blanking on different parts of it? No. Negative beliefs about oneself other than the world and the cause or consequence of events? Yes. Feeling detached mothers? Yes. Inability to feel positive emotions? Yes. Persistent negative emotional state? Yes. Problems sleeping? Yes. Irritability? Yes. Reckless or destructive behavior? No. Problems concentrating? No. Feeling guard? Yes. An exaggerated startle response? Yes. When I took this test, I answered yes to 12 of those questions out of the 18. But well, that was good enough for me, and I had tested positive on two respected questionnaires for PTSD now now, what does this mean for me? First off, I am not a military vet. There are few resources out there for veterans, let alone for other high-risk careers. I called a few legal teams that handle PTSD cases, all of them that I called on handle cases for veterans. None of them had the vaguest idea how to pursue a PTSD case for a civilian. I finally found one legal group that handled civilian cases of PTSD, and as luck would have it, they were not licensed to handle cases in Nevada so that basically left me up a creek without a paddle. I was at the time both unemployed and uninsured. No way could I afford any type of counseling. The only treatment for me was to stay away from the hospitals as long as possible, get some sleep, spend time outdoors in nature, and work on a second book. I felt that the more I dealt with the subject and the more I kept in my mind occupied, better off I would be. While I still can't sleep, I'm a little less jumpy, and I startle less easily. Concentrating on my book, blog, podcast and, and podcast has given me a sense of purpose. I have found a less stressful job to work at. So that took care of the income related stress issues. Over the last few years, I have been gradually gaining weight. So now I have self image problems as well. I've decided to be proactive and attack that problem head on by having a gastric sleeve procedure done in June. In June. They say that there is no cure for PTSD. So all I can do is to continue on doing the best I can. I am fortunate that I have a roof over my head and the love and support of a loving and caring wife. I know that I am more fortunate than a lot of other sufferers of PTSD. So, of that, I am grateful. Only time will tell how successful the actions I have been taking are. I am, however, ever hopeful that my life will eventually return to some state of normalcy. Note that the material that I have represented for PTSD was found by doing a simple Google search and is in the public domain. At this time, I've decided to write a third book. This one devoted strictly to my medical career. To make it more enticing to prospective readers, I decided to cover not only my experiences with nursing, but to discuss the medical field in general and to include a history of the medical field and the problems our society is having with it. I'm also discussing other aspects as well. I know it is a daunting project, but I all I have is time on my hands right now as I prepare for my surgery. I have covered areas of my nursing career in my first two books, so there is some overlap in this book. Readers of my first two books will find that I have copied portions of the previous two books for this one, but you can rest assured that there is plenty of new material to justify not only my writing this book, but you're buying and reading this one as well. As I write each chapter, I am doing additional research on these subjects. And I am updating these chapters where appropriate. Likewise, I'm also updating the net. I am also checking the net for any new material on PTSD. As luck would have it, I came across a new site devoted to the subject, helpguide.org. I have covered a lot of the material in this chapter already. However, there is a lot of new and pertinent information. So I will cherry-pick the new information I found and will include it in the following section. And that's what I did, PTSD versus a normal response to traumatic events. Following a traumatic event such as natural disaster, traffic accident, terrorist attack or assault, almost everyone experiences at least some of the symptoms of PTSD. When your sense of safety and trust are shattered, it's normal to feel unbalanced, disconnected or numb. It is very common to have bad dreams, feel fearful and find it difficult to stop thinking about what happened. These are normal reactions to abnormal events. For most people, however, these symptoms are short-lived. They may last for several days or even weeks, but they are gradually lift. But if you have post-traumatic stress disorder, the symptoms don't decrease and don't. you don't feel a little better each day. In fact, you may start to feel worse. PTSD symptoms in children, and children, especially very young children. The symptoms of PTSD can differ from those of adults and may include fear of being separated from their parent, losing previously acquired skills such as toilet training, Sleep problems and nightmares, somber, compulsive play in which themes or aspects of the trauma are repeated, new phobias and anxieties that seem unrelated to the trauma, such as fear of monsters, acting up the trauma through play, stories, or drawings, aches and pains with no apparent cause, irritability, and aggression. PTSD risk factors. While it is impossible to predict who will develop PTSD in response to trauma, There are certain risk factors that increase your vulnerability. Many risk factors revolve around the nature of the traumatic event itself. Traumatic events are more likely to cause PTSD when they involve a severe threat to your life or personal safety. The more extreme and prolonged the threat, the greater the risk of developing PTSD in response. Intentional human-inflicted harm, such as rape, assault, and torture, also tends to be more traumatic than acts of God or more impersonal accidents and disasters. The event to which the traumatic event was unexpected, uncontrollable, and inescapable also plays a role. Other risk factors for PTSD include previous traumatic experiences, especially in early life, family history of PTSD or depression, history of physical or sexual abuse, history of substance abuse, history of depression, anxiety, or another mental illness. Types of PTSD and trauma. Trauma or PTSD symptoms can result from many different types of distressing experiences, including military combat, childhood neglect or abuse, racism, an accident, natural disaster, personal tragedy, or violence. PTSD in military veterans. For all too many veterans, returning from military service means coping with symptoms of PTSD. You may have a hard time readjusting to life out of the military, or you may constantly feel on edge Emotionally numb and disconnected or close to panicking or exploding. But it's important to know that you're not alone and there are plenty of ways you can deal with nightmares and flashbacks. Cope with feelings of depression, anxiety, or guilt and regain your sense of control. Emotional and psychological trauma. If you have experienced an extremely stressful event or a series of events that's left you feeling helplessly emotionally out of control, you may have been traumatized. Psychological trauma often has its roots in childhood, but any event that shatters your sense of safety can leave you feeling traumatized. Whether it's an accident, injury, the shatter—sorry, the sudden death of a loved one, bullying, domestic abuse, or a deeply humiliating experience. Whether the trauma happened years ago or yesterday, you can get over the pain, feel safe again, and move on with your life. Rape or Sexual Trauma The trauma of being raped or sexually assaulted can be shattering, leaving you feeling scarred, shamed, and alone, or plagued by flashbacks, nightmares, and other unpleasant memories. But no matter how bad you feel right now, it's important to remember that you weren't to blame for what happened and what you can regain your sense of safety, trust, and self-worth. Racial Trauma. Race-based traumatic stress stems from exposure to racist abuse, discrimination, or injustice. It can erode your sense of self-worth and lead to anxiety, depression, chronic stress, high blood pressure, disordered eating, substance abuse, and even symptoms of PTSD such as hypervigilance, negative thoughts, and mood changes. But there are ways to strengthen your resilience and protect your mental health. Whatever your personal experiences or symptoms, the following tips can offer effective ways to help you heal and move on. PTSD self-tip 1. Challenge your sense of helplessness. Recovering from PTSD is a gradual and ongoing process. Healing doesn't happen overnight, nor do the memories of the trauma ever disappear completely. This can make life seem difficult at times. But there are many steps you can take to cope with the residual symptoms and reduce your anxiety and fear. Overcoming your sense of helplessness is key to overcoming PTSD. Trauma leaves you feeling powerless and vulnerable. It's important to remind yourself that you have strengths and coping skills that can get you through tough times. One of the best ways to reclaim your sense of power is by helping others. Volunteer your time, give blood, reach out to a friend in need, or donate to your favorite charity. Taking positive action directly challenges the sense of helplessness that is a common symptom of PTSD. Positive ways of coping with PTSD. Learn about trauma and PTSD. Join a PTSD support group. Practice relaxation techniques. Pursue outdoor activities. Confide in a person you trust. Spend time with positive people. Avoid alcohol and drugs. Enjoy the peace of nature. Tip 2. Get moving. When you're suffering from PTSD, exercise can do more than release endorphins and improve your mood and outlook. By really focusing on your body and how it feels as you move, exercise can actually help your nervous system become unstuck and begin to move out of the immobilization stress response. Try the following rhythmic exercises that engage with your arms and legs, rock climbing, boxing, weightlifting, training, or martial arts, spending time in nature. Tip 3 reach out to others for support ptsd can make you feel disconnected from others you may be tempted to withdraw from social activities and your loved ones but it's important to stay connected to life and the people who care about you you don't have to take talk about the trauma if you don't want to but the caring support and companionship of others is vital to your recovery reach out to someone you can connect with for an uninterrupted period of time someone who will listen when you want to talk without judging, criticizing, or continually getting distracted. That person may be your significant other, a family member, a friend, or a professional therapist. Or you could try volunteering, joining a PTS support group. Tip four, support TDS. PTSD treatment with a healthy lifestyle. The symptoms of PTSD can be hard on your body. So it's important to take care of yourself and develop some healthy lifestyle habits. Take time to relax, avoid alcohol and drugs, eat a healthy diet. Get enough sleep (coughs) getting professional help for ptsd if you suspect that you or a loved one has post traumatic stress disorder it's important to seek right help sorry help right away the sooner ptsd is treated the easier it is to overcome if you're reluctant to seek help keep in mind that ptsd is not a sign of weakness and the only way to overcome it is to confront what happened to you and learn to accept it as part of your past This process is much easier with the guidance and support of an experienced therapist or a doctor. It is only natural to want to avoid painful memories and feelings, but if you try to numb yourself and push your memories away, PTSD will only get worse. You can't escape your emotions completely. They emerge under stress or whenever you let down your guard and trying to do so is exhausting. The avoidance will ultimately harm relationships, your ability to function, and the quality of your life. Why you should seek help for PTSD. Early treatment is better. PTSD symptoms can change family life. PTSD can be related to other health issues or problems. PTSD treatment and therapy. Therapy for PTSD can relieve symptoms by helping you deal with the trauma you've experienced. During treatment, you'll also experience explore your thoughts and feelings about the trauma. The types of treatment available for PTSD include Trauma-focused cognitive behavioral therapy, family therapy, medication, eye movement desensitization, and reprocessing. Finding a therapist for PTSD. When looking for a therapist, seek out mental health professionals who specialize in the treatment of trauma and PTSD. Help, blinds, and support. Find treatment and support for PTSD. There are plenty of phone numbers and companies and businesses and stuff out there on the Internet. I've listed some in this book, but I will not read them to you. You can do that when you buy the book or go on the internet to look for it. I don't know about you, but I've found this site to be incredibly insightful but helpful as well. I don't think they will mind me including some of their information in this chapter. The material in this chapter was and is meant to help those afflicted with disorder. I want to wish all you who have been cursed with PTSD not to lose hope. There are a lot of people working on the problem. This new website is certainly evidence of efforts being made to help those suffering from it. Again, I hope you found this helpful and beneficial. You have a great day. That'll be it for now.